0: away you're gonna get us all killed the size of that thing i can't it's too big sorry sweetheart i haven't got time for anything else i know you wanna i know you wanna i know you wanna me i play
1: i like to play Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Just the Tip podcast. I am your host, Georgette, and as always, you can follow me at Just underscore Georgette on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also follow the pod at Just the Tip pod on Twitter and Instagram if this is your first time welcome if you're returning welcome back and don't forget to hashtag JTT pod for anything just to get involved in in the conversation if you have any questions make sure you use the hashtag also I know I've been obviously gone a minute but I also wanted to say that if anyone is having great sex and they want to keep sending me stories like they were beforehand, feel free because I actually enjoy reading them and I will read them out on the pod as well. Or if you have any questions, you can just send an email to askthetip at gmail.com. Quick life update because on the last episode, I said there was a jobless you. I'm an employed you now. So this is great. Woo, I'm back in the game. This is going to be a very good episode. Um let me not even start i'm gonna allow my guest to introduce herself first and then we're gonna get into it go ahead
2: um hey guys um my name's is Owosa, aka sincerely Owosa. um all <laughs> oh right what well i do yeah um i'm an influencer uh youtuber and um actor as well and um i just yeah i talk about like taboo topics and yeah i just try and bring authenticity to whatever i talk about really i don't i don't think i have a Strict list of stuff I do talk about, mm. but um mostly stuff about Black women, uh, womanhood, and Black Britishness. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And she's also
2: like a look
1: queen. Oh, thanks. I'm just saying, like, if, if you haven't gone on her Instagram, you're gonna be gooped and gagged. <laughs> the looks are amazing. Taze. So yeah, okay icebreakers Mm -hmm. i'm gonna start with the icebreakers oh my gosh should i start with yours or with mine what would you prefer yours okay fine (laughs) all right so let's start with some of the icebreakers that you guys have sent me so the first one is what effect did the lockdown have on your sex life so it uh destroyed it (laughs) it like completely took it away but then it also just helped me learn just I guess, how much of a sexual person I am Mm. and also how important sex is to me because I think, as I said on the last episode, um, I went home for a bit and there isn't anybody back home that I can even fondle with. So (laughs) I was just, I was high and dry for a while. Um, But yeah, I I think that was, was probably the biggest effect that it had on it where it just didn't happen and I was a bit like, oh my gosh, sex is so important to me uh yeah all right second icebreaker as the test for COVID-19 is not readily available and and it's time sensitive has this made you reassess your sexual encounters and if so in what ways can you stay safe though this is a Mm. really good question Mm. and to be honest when I got it I kind of had to like drag myself just a little Mm. bit because I did have sex with someone that was relatively new to me as like mm. at the start of the ease of mm. lockdown. So I was just a bit like a cage jet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um Outside of that, it isn't really something that I've thought about. Mm. Like it's a weird one because like it made me think of how we can sometimes have like unprotected sex and not know if someone has anything. That's what I was thinking. When the person asked me yeah. that, that was one of the things I was yeah. thinking about. So it's kind of like that where until, I I don't know, like that there's a vaccine or Mm. you're able to get to ask someone that you're going to have sex with to get tested the way that you would if if you were going to have unprotected sex with them. Mm. You just don't know. Mm. Um, So in terms of how I'll keep myself safe. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, until there is a test that people can get done easily, I genuinely don't know. Mm. Um, it isn't like if I had a new partner and we could just wear condoms because yeah. I, I can't wear like a, like a bodysuit. <laughs> I don't know. I have sex with a mask. I don't, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't Even know. Even that
2: whole thing, I mean, but you're exchanging so much else in terms yeah. of your touching a lot but bodily fluid everything exactly so So, yeah the 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 sex with mask don't know
1: yeah i don't
2: know (laughs) i'll have to get back
1: to you on that one and then i had one other one which was quite a fun um, icebreaker for me this one says if sex was a sport would you stay an amateur maybe go to the olympics or go pro and get that money i would absolutely go pro (laughs) and get that money because absolutely Because as far as I'm concerned, my sex is lit, so I might as well get the money. Five star reviews. Exactly. From Georgette. (laughs) About Georgette. All right. Ready for yours? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. So they're not (laughs) like those.
2: Yeah, they can't. Well, I don't know if they can be fully. Oh, my gosh. I just touched my.
1: It's okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the first one, as a celibate woman, Mm. what is one thing that
2: you look forward when it comes to sex? just the one oh <laughs> whatever you have what, okay i mean what just one thing okay it, no i well i look forward to having sex um i look forward to i don't i think about it but i don't think about it in that way yeah i i think about it very subconsciously okay. i don't think about it fully consciously but um i look forward to just finding out what i like i look forward to um especially when it comes to power mm-hmm. um with sex, I look forward to figuring out do I prefer when the man takes control versus when I take control because like in my life i'm a, like i'm self employed and I've been doing this for ages, so yeah. I'm always in control yeah. and I'm first born as well, so I'm very used <sighs> to being in control mm-hmm. um and I've found that the men I have been attracted to have tended to take more control mm-hmm. um so i'm I'm looking forward to that um I'm looking forward to um, also just like taking the barriers off of what Christians think sex should be. Yeah. So there's a massive. I mean, I feel like we're going into the podcast. It's, a bit, it's fine. It's, but it's fine. I, f- I feel like there's there's a lot. There's a lot of older Christians. I don't know about younger ones so much. I might be wrong, but a lot of older Christians don't really believe in using sex toys. They don't believe in all of that. Even even in a married relationship, they think it's ungodly, and it's like, I mean. if if we say yeah that we're christians doesn't that mean that god created sex so it's to be enjoyed in every way that it can be as long as it's consensual um so i'm looking forward to that i'm just yeah looking forward to taking the boundaries off like there's a lot of christian couples um i've spoken to who like um are in like ds bdsm that's the one yeah Yeah, so just things like that like really taking the barriers off what people think people think it should be Mm. um that's about it oh that's great and also definitely something that i
1: wanted to touch on Mm. okay so and then to kind of counteract that icebreaker the flip
2: side is are there any areas of sex that you're particularly worried about um I don't think so. I'm I'm definitely concerned about like my first time yeah. because I do have a small set vagina. So like like in Mean Girl, she has a wide set vagina yeah. and a heavy flow. <laughs> um, I it's quite it's it's I had I had a yeah. menstrual cup situation and yeah. your girl yeah. I went through some things. Oh. it was a situation. Yeah, so that I mean, yeah, I mean I'm. Not gonna say nothing's been up there before, but because I have had, um, I had a very sexual relationship, but yeah, it wasn't the easiest at first. So, and it's definitely like that was years ago. So it's definitely just been like, (laughs) (laughs) it is shut. Nothing but the holy ghost getting (laughs) up in here, girl. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Screaming. So, yeah, so that'll be, that's one thing I'm worried about. Yeah. And I think also people who have a history of um, child abuse, like for us, it's a, it's, a, it's a trigger. Like, it is a trigger. So I'm, in some ways, I'm looking forward to figuring out, okay, how do I, how do I carve space for what's okay and what's not okay? Yeah. And not even just physical stuff. Like, oh, I don't like the way you do this. It's not even that, but like mentally, because even me sometimes like if someone comes too close to me i kind of like yeah. flinch a little bit so sometimes it's like what what words aren't aren't going to be okay you, what what yeah. tone and voice is going to be okay yeah. the domination that i'm looking for is it always going to work or could it trigger me? like so i i hope that i can figure out what what is acceptable what's not acceptable yeah. and yeah so that that's kind of one thing i'm worried yeah. about as well
1: okay Cool. And then finally, would you like a safe word? So, as I explained before, it's in case I ask anything that's just a bit too triggering yeah, or um, intrusive. All right, we let's do.
2: <laughs> let's do Simba from the Lion Simba. King. Because I was listening to Blackest King today. Oh, okay, so. sick. Okay, yeah. cool.
1: That is fine. So, um, guys, before we dive in, um, I'm not someone to. Do I drag people on on this podcast? I don't feel like I do, but I, I am going to drag today because I'm a bit tired of what I've been seeing on Twitter. And basically what I want to say is that I don't like how much I'm seeing other women slut shame and police women's bodies just because they have a different I guess life choice Mm. to you I don't think it's right I think as women we need to do better Mm. especially online Mm. and it's just a thing where I generally don't understand how as a woman you can concern yourself so deeply with another woman's vagina and what she chooses to do with it Mm. and who she chooses to have sex with or how she chooses to express her liberation like I don't I don't hide the fact that I do feel extremely sexually liberated. It was such a journey for me that I can't stand anyone trying to shame me for the
2: journey that I've been on. Mm. So I just kind of want to tell you guys to just pipe down. Um, C- because can you, can you give us some context? Because I didn't, although I, I, I really do post and go. So what, yeah. so did, what did you see? So basically... Um, Cardi
1: and Meg released <laughs> Okay, WAP for anyone Yeah, cuz I saw a bible what verse that, in the yeah. YouTube
2: comments. <laughs> oh. I was screaming. For anyone that doesn't
1: understand what WAP stands for, it stands for wet ass pussy, unless I'm wrong, but I believe that's that's what it stands for. So that was released on Friday. Mm. Yeah, I believe, yes. Thursday, yeah, 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 end of the week. <laughs> um, And so there was obviously a lot of discussion about that, about the song, about the video. I have openly said, I don't think the song is great, but I think the visuals, I enjoyed the visuals. I think Meg outshone Cardi, but I think that's because that that was like Meg's comeback song after everything that she's been through. So mm. she had to go hard, do you know mm. what I mean? So yeah, so outside of- the music um there has just been a lot of comments online from women I'm not gonna at you because it's not necessary um that have said that um oh I didn't even save them because it's just been garbage but but just how women need to do better and not feel like they have to talk about sex all the time that it doesn't make them appealing it doesn't make them attractive to men that they're almost not wifeable Who who who? These are just mentioned men, though. Why are men being mentioned? Exactly. Why are we dragged into it? So when I saw those comments, I was just a bit like, as a sexually liberated woman, anything that I tweet about or speak about is not for the attention of men. Mm. Like men aren't my concern. That's not to say that I I'm not attracted to men of course I am but the first thought that I have isn't always about men mm. like I genuinely couldn't give a shit mm. and I feel like I'm probably speaking for a lot of other women that feel the exact same that we don't always do things for the sake of men mm. um what else did just it's it's just it's infuriating to see because I'm just like if you don't want to be that open about your sex life, that's mm, absolutely mm. fine. You're going to meet your target audience. You're going to meet- <laughs> Your target audience. Like, you're your man- demographic. Yeah. <laughs> you are your type's type. Mm, you're mm, absolutely mm. fine. Mm. So if I or any other woman wants to be a lot more sexual. I mean, you know open, that, you know,
2: but do you know what it is? Yeah. I do think that some- women who are in the de- demographic you're discussing some women find that kind of um open display of sexuality quite threatening yeah so it may be coming from a place of insecurity yeah that's that is is very true but i'm, I'm just
1: like everyone is their types type mm. like so just don't don't concern don't drag down women yeah. like i saw um a tweet this morning that said oh um Showing your cleavage doesn't make you sexy, and I was just
2: like, "Oh my god, leave me alone!" Like just, just <laughs> leave you women. You I never see anyway. Anyway, yeah. that's by the bye. I never yeah. see tweets like that, you know, because I would have to start going on a mute, mute blockage. So
1: that's the thing. When so the more these these tweets were being retweeted onto my timeline, I was yeah. just clicking on the
2: profile mute
1: because I was just like. I know that when it comes I'm to... I'm surprised you've got a lot of con- conservative people on your TL. So this is the thing. I don't. <laughs> they come out but, the woodwork. But, but people tweet like... It's a thing where people tend to retweet these comments in a state of shock. And then I see it. And then I'm just like, who the
2: hell are these I people? I hate people who like retweet stuff. Ironically. Yeah. Don't do it ironically, my just, G. Because
1: I don't want to see that. So I'm on a muting spree. If you, if you say <laughs> anything ridiculous, I'll just mute you. you yeah. I, I might comment on it and be like, I think this is ridiculous. But fine. But but just let people let people do whatever the hell they want to do. Like it shouldn't be such a massive concern. Mm. And even if we're talking about WAP, why are we shocked like we didn't
2: have Foxy Brown and Little Kim and Kaya? Yeah, they probably had their critics like, as well though. I mean I'm not saying that what these women are saying is right at all. I mm-hmm. just think I think for you, I want you to conserve your energy. Yeah. That's why I'm not even sure you should even comment back. Yeah. You should only comment back if that person is genuinely interested in dialogue. Yeah. Because I was, I was, I was so irritated. Then again, I say this now, but you see the stuff I post. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: I was, I was just highly, highly irritated. And there there was one girl in in particular that I did tweet and I was just like, do you want to come and join me on the podcast? Because I would love to have this conversation. I don't agree with you, but, if you feel that we should have these kind of conversations mm. about women that us are, are so open, let's have that conversation. Mm. So I'm putting that out there again, in case you hear it. <laughs> someone this, let's have that conversation. Mm. I genuinely don't mind. And it isn't even coming from a place of like trying to be bitchy. Like I, I, I generally like to understand people's perspective and mm. the way they think, why they think that way, even if I don't agree. Um, I'm up having that conversation anyway we're gonna move on um (laughs) I'm gonna definitely try to not engage in any more tweets because it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and yes Mm. so anyhow (laughs) the whole reason um why I have this lovely woman with me today is because I have for a while wanted to talk about sex and religion but I guess more specifically sex and Christianity um and I've always thought I needed to to tread carefully and to have it with the right person. Oh, thank you. And that then I was just like,
2: She's the right person. Oh, thank you.
1: Um, and that is purely just because of of how open and transparent you are. Thank you. Um, whether that has been on like Instagram or like on your YouTube, things like that. So I kind of felt like I could have this conversation with you and you wouldn't take offense to anything that I would say mm. um, because it isn't ever my intention to offend mm. um, and it isn't like I'm speaking from a place without experience because I grew up in the church mm. so I have my own my own things that I've been through yeah so I just thought let's let's just have this mm. this conversation mm. so yes yeah, so as I um mentioned at the start you
2: are completely celibate yeah yeah? Yeah. How is that? <laughs> um, it's actually all right. Um, yeah, it's all right. I'll have a I'll have a mini slip up on a, on average every four years. <laughs> I'm telling you. Every four it's years. Every four, it's about that? every four years. So something, I'll just move mad like, and then I'll be like, no, no, no. And do you know what? I've never been in a situation where, and I was saying this to my therapist, I'll, like i've never been in a situation where i was like i need to have sex with this guy yeah i've i've i personally have never obviously it's probably it's mostly because i've never had sex before but i think people are like oh do you get tempted and i'm like honestly when you've been do, oh sorry when you've been doing something for so long yeah. and you have you have a, a certain vision of what you want things to be you just you just don't i think i also see sex differently to okay. someone like yourself yeah. so i see sex as okay find this person get married yeah. then it comes with, and but doesn't mean that sex isn't enjoyable yeah. um and i think it's the enjoyment that other people are easily able to access yeah. whereas i don't i don't connect it to enjoyment first okay i mostly connect it to Probably responsibility. Like, I I need to be responsible to find somebody who it aligns with my moral values. Probably is compatible with me sexually or yeah. on a chemistry level. Um, but I don't want that to make it seem like all oh, of you guys are going to hell. Yes. And this. it's not that. I just it's just how I've decided to live my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So like, even that. So if I think back to so.
1: As I said, I grew up in the church. Mm. Um, I probably stopped going to church when I was about... How am I now? Thirty-one. one. Uh, maybe like 26, 27. Mm. Um, but then I would have times when I would like pop in and go and then like people mm. wouldn't see me for ages and then I'd mm. like, kind of pop back. So I did like a lot of that. And the, the issues that I felt that I had was that growing up, what I was taught was if I have sex or even think sexual thoughts or anything, mm. it's like a one-way ticket to hell. Mm. And yeah. I, I couldn't get my head around that. Mm. And so even if I did like, I don't know, like even if I kissed like a guy, mm. I automatically felt all of this guilt mm-hmm. and this yep. shame. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And was just like, oh my God, I'm a bad person. Yeah. I'm a bad Christian. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is unforgivable. Yeah. Um, and I just think me personally, I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. I, I, I I couldn't. Same deal with with constantly feeling like i'm doing something wrong when in my mind i'm just like this is a very normal natural thing Mm. so growing up there wasn't even conversations of of like how to navigate even if you're dating someone and things get a bit like hot and heavy Mm. as as they will do Mm. like naturally Mm. it was just a case of you have sex when you get married and sex is very much for man and wife and to procreate Mm. so i didn't ever see anything in in terms of like sex is still allowed to be enjoyable Mm. even between like Mm. like man and wife yes um so they were like some of the the big issues Mm. for me and interestingly enough when i was preparing for this i was just like let me actually see what the Bible says about sex, mm. because I don't think I, I like, I ever made it to that like lesson in like I don't know
2: Sunday school or, like Bible study. Oh, it it, it didn't exist. There wasn't. Oh, you didn't miss it. Okay. Like, it never happened. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I should know. I was there. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't happen. No. Yeah, you didn't miss okay, nothing. Okay, fine. <laughs>
1: um, and most of the scriptures that I saw were not so much like negative, but very much like oh you know it's between husband and wife um so for instance let me find one because i made a note because i don't just like to talk out of my ass Mm. uh so for instance first corinthians 6 18 says flee from sexual immorality Mm. every other sin a person commits is outside the body but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body Mm. so other scriptures that i saw were along the lines of that Mm. but then i did see first corinthians 7 5 which said do not deprive one another Mm. except perhaps by arrangement for a limited time that you may devote yourself to prayer but then come together again so that satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control and what that kind of said to me was that you can enjoy sex mm. with your partner mm. um don't don't deprive yourself of it from your husband or from your wife because mm. then you've got that option of then can i just ask did, you, did you not get to
2: songs of solomon no you yeah, you don't know about songs of solomon Okay, when you get home, you just okay. have a look. <laughs> um, but,
1: but that is me kind of going from um, not so much how I felt like church wronged me,
2: mm.
1: um, but just how it made me view sex. I mean, if that's how you feel, you should just say it. Like, I don't know if it if it wronged me, but the church that I went to and the people that I was around definitely made me feel a way the older I got and I guess the more womanly I started to look. Mm. Um. So Ooh. even... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yep. So even things like... Like, I've, I've always had hips. I've mm. always had thighs. But it's like I could wear something which would mm-hmm, mm-hmm. naturally just look a bit more... I don't
2: know. Yeah, sexy. They think it just draws too much attention. Yeah, it didn't really happen to me because you know, but it happened. <laughs> it happened to my best friend because yeah. you you literally like my best friend has a shaved head, like everything, like down to like the way you look. Yeah. So when I'm saying woo, like I saw how they treated her, and how they treated other women. It in was church.
1: awful because then it almost
2: made me feel like i i was going out of my way to be like the um, temptress it's it does in the church so many bad negative things there's so much trauma like i remember my uncle coming to visit and um a family member literally saying to me you can't wear that top you need to change you need to change that top because i was like 14 15 and i wasn't wearing a bra and it's like it 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 ingrains shame inside you. It makes you feel shameful for the body that you have. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like
1: therapy. Yeah. Honestly, because that's exactly how I felt. And I think I've said before how when I was in Sunday school, so so I think I was about 15 and I was always very cool with, the guys just because that's just mm. how i am
2: oh no that they don't like
1: that ah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like i remember i think church had, had finished and we were just sat bantering mm, just chilling. about yeah just chilling and i had the heels of my feet on a guy's knee mm. so everyone's like packed up we're going and then one of the elders called me over and she's like you have to be careful with how you are around the guys and i was
2: like i was generally so rapey like it really encourages rape culture there's no they don't speak to their sons like continue (laughs) i'm fine
1: and i was just like it it proper it proper baffled me because in my mind i was like these are my brothers in christ that's what she says so
2: what do i even need to think twice about about? or or or, but they uh, don't need to be thinking though that's the, that's the maddest thing. It's you that need to be covering up. Yeah. It's you that need to behave, watch the way your body is around them. But they never speak to them about anything. No. Because the onus, this is what I'm saying, the, the responsibility is on the woman not to tempt men. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. such a dangerous... And this is why so much child abuse happens in church and nobody says anything. Because girls feel like, oh, like... Okay, s- segue. So in the Catholic church, I'm really not like okay. advocating for the church here properly, but it's not all, but in the Catholic church, um, trigger warning, but one of the reasons priests abuse boys more than girls is that because of patriarchy and the way that men are dissuaded from communicating, boys don't talk. Mm. So you can you can abuse them and you just know they're not going to say anything. And a similar thing happens in African churches where there's so much responsibility put on women not to, or, or girls, not to tempt boys or not to tempt men or dress in this way and behave in this way that they feel like if anything should happen, it's because of me. Yeah. And it's because of me. I'm going to hell. I'm a bad child. I'm a bad this. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man.
1: Th- there was a lot that I guess I experience and then like a lot that i i've had to unpack as well like i remember um so i think i'm maybe like 18 at this point and there was this guy that was messaging me on i want to say facebook just to kind of give you an, an indication of how long ago this was it like, wasn't msn maybe even msn i, mean, no, I
0: remember those days yeah but, mm-hmm.
1: um and we had talked but but just like talks like mm. th- there was a bit of flirting but but that was it and in my mind I was like whatever anyhow it turned out that he was um the boyfriend of one of the girls that went to church Mm. I didn't know anyhow when I next go to church this girl comes for me with her cousins and her sisters and like comes at Mm -mm. me like you knew that he was my man I was like sis I I generally generally didn't know Mm. my bad in it but then it then got to my pastor's wife And she called us all to have a conversation. But the conversation that we had condemned me so much, like it was all my fault. And I think that was one of the- Was the the boy there? No. They never are.
2: (laughs) They're never there. They're just there playing FIFA or whatever stupid PS2 game was out at the time. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Um,
1: And that was probably like one of my my biggest experiences in the church where I was Mm. just like, this isn't for me because I don't understand how- something like this has happened and i've been portrayed as like some some whore. Mm. That has like gone out of her way to mm. talk to someone that goes to my chat to her boyfriend. And then i was a bit like so like are we just going to ignore the fact that she has a boyfriend? Yeah, yeah because, i was thinking cuz i didn't think that that was okay. <laughs> cuz i'm just like from what yeah based on rules. Yeah, yeah like you've told me no so i was mm. like okay so we're just going to like ignore all of that. And I'm in the wrong because mm. someone that had a girlfriend was talking to me, mm. not me going out of my way to talk to another person's mm. man. And I was just a bit like, it It was just, it was so confusing. And I was like, I don't like how this makes me feel when mm. it comes to the opposite sex. I don't like how this makes me feel about myself, about mm. my body. And yeah, I wasn't on it. Mm. Um. That's basically why, like, I wanted to, to chat to you, and and then also, okay, so I don't feel like, yeah, I personally don't feel like Christianity does enough to prepare women
2: for sex, like, especially yeah, the church. I'd I'd say I'd say the church doesn't. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a full stop. Period. <laughs> Period. It doesn't, and yeah, like um, people in the church know this. Yeah, but like, so from your
1: experience then Mm. like why do you think that that is or like is it
2: something that that you've ever wanted to to bring up yeah i mean i feel like i'm really just a baby girl just minding my business yeah and then people be like hey do you want to come and talk about porn and i'm like i mean i don't mind but like does it always have to be me because i feel like when it comes to these issues there are other people out there but like not enough And I think, I think also what we need to really talk about is culture, like how culture infiltrates the church. And now we have this sort of Africanese Christian kind of like this weird amalgamation of like Yoruba culture mostly and Christianity. But then like, okay, you guys don't like the Yoruba gods, but all of the history of our ancestors, you are Brit, like... It, that that certain expectation of women to behave this way i mean to be honest i really need to do more study on patriarchy and whether patriarchy properly existed before the english got to nigeria but that's by the by yeah but um but there is a serious problem with nigerian culture making i mean white churches don't do a great job either but they're a little bit better mm. when it comes to discussing sex then nigerians it's like a period full stop we're not talking about yeah. you're just not doing it yeah. that's it and and I think also because of the 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 way, the lack of like just liberalism with, with our with our parents' generation, the idea of communication about sex really doesn't exist. Whereas like if you, like and I, my therapist said this, she was like, "I'll go if you go to a white person's house, mm, I'd say like seven times out of ten, if the girl brought up sex, it wouldn't be as big of a yeah. deal as it is yeah. in a in a black uh, African household. Yeah. It might even be similar for Caribbeans. Yeah. So yeah." yeah sex isn't talked enough about in church but i mean it's it's crazy because when i start and i haven't done all the research but when i started doing research on this stuff songs of solomon is the book i hope i'm saying this right i I believe it's the book after uh proverbs it's so so psalms proverbs ecclesiastes and songs of solomon are kind of like all kind of together in my head because david wrote most of psalms uh solomon wrote most of proverbs he wrote most of Ecclesiastes and he wrote the songs of Solomon. Solomon yeah and the importance of songs songs of Solomon is because Solomon was a kind of a gallist. Like he literally just like, he just picked up girls. And Mm -hmm. my dad, like, he explained it to me the other day. He was like, the reason he had so many concubines was really a possessiveness. It was like, I've spotted this girl and I find her very attractive. I don't want anyone else to have her, so she's coming with me. Mm -hmm. And who's gonna question the king? But the important thing about that is, I mean, there's really no one else who knows about sex more than someone who has a thousand women living in his house. I mean, yeah. If we're gonna compare, yeah. So, so literally, Songs of Solomon. I be, it's not long, but it's it's not the shortest book in the uh, Bible. But it's literally all about sex. Like people don't realize at first when they read it, but man's talking about laying my head between two two bosoms and like your bosoms being like um, like the hills of all. And it's like it's very descriptive. Yeah. Um, but the importance of that book is that. A lot of Christians pretend that like, like that book isn't there. Like even my dad will be like like he'll be like Songs of Solomon Ew, we're not reading that. And it's like, I mean, seriously? At your big age. Do you know what I mean? It's it's right it's there. there. And and the point of and every like there's a there's a verse in Timothy that says, every everything that's in the bible is for our edification is it's for our education and it's also to make us better so okay so if we agree that everything in the bible is to make us better or to learn something from then songs of solomon is there for a reason Mm. like it's there like no you can't deny it it's there um it's incredibly descriptive it's talking about sex the in almost the entire time yeah um, and so I think that's a really important note about how God, if you believe in God, how God sees sex. Um, and I think this, this idea of kind of separating God from sex is just, I mean, it's just, it's not even biblical because yeah. it's, it all of the evidence is there. So yeah, the church needs to do better and um, the church needs to s- stop pretending like it's not in the Bible.
1: Yeah, because I think um, for me, my concern has been, if a woman does wait till she gets married mm. to have sex like mm. she's almost going into it so blindly mm. well it, de- it, it, it depends well,
2: girl. but yeah go on
1: yeah but but just because what lessons has she been taught like about it like mm. if if all right let me speak from me yeah if if i had had grown up thinking okay Shame, 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 shame. Mm. And then I then had sex with my
2: husband. Mm. That shame isn't just gonna like mm. go. Mm-hmm. There's literally um like stories where people have felt shame after they slept with their husband because of how much they've connected yes. sex to shame. So it's like even when you're inverted commas allowed to do it, you 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 can't. You need it needs to be dislocated even before you enter the thing yeah. because otherwise you bring that that's what you bring to the exactly. table. Um, but it it's really all about how Christians, especially Christian parents, commute, like talk about, I mean, my parents weren't the greatest, but they were, They my dad spoke to me about his sexual experience. He probably could have done that a lot sooner because he was like, I wasn't a virgin when I got married. Um, but he was just like, he was like, for me, I felt like it was a worthy, sa- I think he was like, it's a worthy sacrifice. If you're, if we're talking about, okay, Christ died for us. And it's like, okay, well then anything else is less of a sacrifice than that. I can wait a few years to get the woman that I feel is the person for me. Yeah. Um, so he was a lot more open, but I mean, even so there was a lot they didn't, they could have said to me and yeah. they didn't. There was a lot they could have said and they didn't. Um. And I think Nigerian parents in general just don't do a very good job of that. Yeah, no, look, I agree. I've I've had
1: conversations with, with my mum, the older that I've got, just in terms of the conversation that I wish that we had had. Mm. Um, and then also just in terms of her reaction when she did find out that I was having sex. Mm. Um, cause... How did that go? So I've <laughs> shared this before, but if you're new... Um, so basically, I was like, I think twenty twenty one, and we're literally mm. at home watching TV. So mm. it's it's just me and her. This the th- it was so the question was so unprovoked mm. and out of nowhere. She was like, "Are you having sex?" And it's like in that split. You know, second, mums know though. Yeah, that's <laughs> what she knew. That's, that's why she asked me. Um, and it's like in that. Instance, I, I literally thought, what kind of relationship do I want to have with my mum? Do I want to lie to her? Mm-hmm. Or do I just want to be able to tell her? Mm. So I told her and I was mm. just like, yeah, I am. Mm. And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're having sex. I can't <laughs> believe you didn't wait until you got married. I have to tell your dad. And I was just like, okay, oh so that's gosh. one thing that you don't have
2: to do. Yeah. Um, But she did. And I mean, do you, come on. <laughs> yeah, but like... <laughs> come on like, you're their offspring
1: like know, but they were shooting mind, in the gym first <laughs> in my mind I was like "Mom, you're my ally you like, don't have to tell him <laughs> um and she did tell him because I think she felt that she was doing the right thing as 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 my parent yeah and so she told him and my dad kind of came to me we didn't have a conversation but he just literally said your mum told me what you spoke about.
2: Yeah. And then left it at that. See, this is what I'm saying. And I was just like... This is what I'm saying about the communication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And
1: it's like, I had this whole like, so do they hate me now? Are they be angry with me mm-hmm. because of this choice? Like... Are they going to think every time I leave the house, I'm just mm. out here thought mm. Like it was just, there was, there was so much to it, yeah. but I'm very glad that Oof. me and my mum have been able to actually have that conversation. Mm. Funnily enough, I've asked her if she would consider coming on, on the podcast. Mm. Um, she's not against it, but my mum is, is very, um,
2: she's very shy. She's like my dad. He's, they're not shy. They're shy outside of the house Yeah, um, okay. and yeah, in yeah. certain settings yeah. and they don't want people to think that they're mad, even yeah. though that they are, even though they are <laughs> mad, it's okay. Yeah. Just let people know. Literally. Yeah. I think she'd be amazing, but yeah, it's hard to get them to talk about because they'll be like, oh, well, what if people hear it at church? You know, mm-hmm. all of that nonsense. So mm-hmm. it could be that.
1: But um, I can't even remember where I was going. You told that. your parents.
2: Oh, and I'll then I up. asked you why, how, how did that go? um god (laughs) this happens to every literally every single time my memory
1: is so awful (laughs) um yeah so just in terms of communicating Mm. um with parents Mm. and um thinking like how would i have dropped that shame if i had waited until i'd actually got married or Mm. even things like if i wanted to just explore my sexuality mm. how would i do that like if i then found that there was a particular kink that i liked how would i feel about that would i just think that this is that this is wrong so i kind of wanted to ask you that as well like if it got to you're married you're having sex and then there's like a kink that you like so I like i don't know say so you enjoy oh I think of a kink to that. um being tied up, mm-hmm. like, would you feel bad for liking things like that? Or say that you were into like
2: BDSM, mm-hmm. would you feel bad? I mean, I personally wouldn't, but that's because I've done the work. I've done the internal work. Oh, um, So for me, same situation. I grew up in a very strict church, as in I literally pierced my ears myself when I was 18. No way. Yeah, I mean, not physically myself, but, but I went, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a week before uni because I could hide it with my hair. I couldn't have extensions till I was at uni, couldn't have weave, couldn't have braids, couldn't wear really? trousers. Yes. My church was the, so when you were talking about your experience, I, was, I understood. Yeah. Um. So I went to Dipper Life, if anyone's, probably people are like, ah, is it MFM or is it? Di-? <laughs> it's Dipper Life. Um. So for me and for the the girls I grew up around, there was a lot of shame attached to sex, but yeah. also how you behaved around boys. Um, there was a lot of messed up stuff that happened, man. There was a lot of messed up stuff that happened, like people got abused and people felt like they couldn't talk about it Um, and just a lot of shame. And so like, even when I was, I was molested when I was five Mm -hmm. and that lasted up until I was 10 years old. Um, but I feel like we're going to talk about the porn addiction stuff later mm. on. But it kind of, it kind of. Well, it, we can literally. We we may yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I can't remember what. Okay, you're talking about the kinks and stuff that. Yeah, as I said, I've done the work. And yeah, yeah. So I was just going back on the work that I have done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so after I was molested, it was like, I didn't know at the time that I basically had something akin to Stockholm syndrome, which is like, it's so like, when you're not in it, it doesn't make sense how yeah. you can become so attached to your abuser. Yeah. But when you're in it, you're like, because like I was a, I was molested by a girl, so it wasn't a guy, and she was like four years older than me, and she was someone that my she was the child of a babysitter that my parents would drop me off at, and um, so it was kind of like oh like this is my friend. So when it ended, it was like uh, I'm I'm not I'm not only missing a friend because I'm five, like you're five to 10, that's five years. Mm. And then you're used, you're actually used to the molestation. Like it's such a, it's such a weird, messed up feeling where you're used to just the arousal, like at such a young age, you're you're actually used to that. It becomes part of your everyday life. Um, And so I was always feeling shame about that. And always kind of looking for an outlet, like how do I get that buzz that I was that I was yeah. getting, like because that's like okay, like she's my friend, and that made me feel good. So, and you don't, even though like orgasms are good, not all not all, all, all orgasms are good because like you have awful situations where people get raped yeah. and they have orgasms and it's yeah. it's really your body betraying you yeah. because it's your body responding to something that your mind is not accepting. Yeah. Like your mind is, is rejecting it, but your body is sometimes it's not fully connected. Um, and that's something I really want to research into as well when it comes to sex and and c- the connection of your mind and your body. Um, but yeah, so like I was constantly looking for that buzz and then um that's when I kind of found porn, but that wasn't late, that was later on. That was around, when I was around 14, but I was super, I was just constantly hyperset, like wanting to feel that that sexual feeling all the time. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, yeah, it's quite chaotic. Cause then you're feeling shame and you're going to church on Sundays and they're preaching about stuff. And you're just, just a lot of, do you know what I mean? A lot of emotions running through you. Um, so then I stumbled upon porn when I was like 14, I heard some boys talking about it in school. And I was like, oh, that sounds like what I used to, what used to yeah. happen to me. And I wish, like, it's the shame, but I wish I had actually told someone when I was 10. I don't know if it would have helped though, actually. That's not that's not something I'd considered, but I wish I just spoke to somebody about it because had I spoken to somebody about it, I think if it was the right person, they would have explained that this, what you've been abused and this what's happened to you is not even consensual. You're not yeah. even old enough to yeah. consent. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have that conversation with anyone, and so I, I only had my own rationale to go on. Um, so, I, yeah, fan porn. When I was like fourteen, fifteen. I started watching it a lot, constantly. Then, when I was about eighteen, it paused because I, it's weird, actually. Like, I think be- because I got into a relationship that was, even though it was sexual, it was it was mostly foreplay, so it wasn't um, there wasn't penetration, yeah. but. That was when I stopped watching porn, which is really weird. Um, but that, yeah, that re- relationship, I guess, gave me some of what I was looking for. Um, and then I went to uni, ended that relationship, then got back with him. Terrible idea. <laughs> he's an ex He's an ex for a reason, sis. Absolutely. L- leave it alone. Um, yeah, got back with my ex and he was very much like during this time. So when we were first dating, he was a virgin. We were both virgins. And then during the time that we'd broken up, he'd had sex with someone else. Loads of people. People. (laughs) 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 People. How did that make you feel though? Um, I did. Do you know what? This is the terrible thing about like just youth. I didn't even process it. Yeah. I remember him telling me, I'm just being like, the, the, what? tf yeah because i what like what did you just say to me and then and then something else happened and i just i i was just on the wave because i was like i have to get this relationship back into my life and i have to get back i have to get back so that's what all what what was concerning me and i was just like i have to just do whatever i need to to make him happy and make him stay oh yeah so um so by this point i'm about 20 20 years old and then um then i become a born again christian and it's like, and I remember the first thing I was just like, oh shit! But I was gonna sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> I had plans. <laughs> I was gonna... It's like, oh, well, I mean, he was definitely more forced for sex than I was. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was he was used to that in his last relationships, and this is this is something that I will we'll talk about later. But like, do you know what? Yeah, if I can't have sex, it's actually okay. If I can't have sex with you, it's fine. Yeah. You don't, it doesn't have to be me. Yeah. I mean, it's flattering that you yeah. feel like it has to be me, but it doesn't. Yeah. Because now what's happening is you've put yourself in a situation where you're not going to be happy based on what I can't give you. But you forced yourself. You've been like, Nah, let me firm it. Let me firm it. Because I need to have this thing. Mm-hmm. I need to have this person. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this person can't give you one of your non-negotiables though. So what happens now? Now there's friction. Now there's tension. So I got saved. And one of the first things I felt from God was like, Hmm. that's one here yeah now this one you gotta go you know you i remember like a, a distinct feeling in my soul of that thing that you feel like you have to do you shouldn't do like i remember that so distinctly and um Yeah, like, I told him, and then, I like, I told him, and then, like, he was, oh, he was such a terrible boyfriend. (laughs) He was mulling it over for days. Like, if you want to break up with someone, I think you should just try and decide as soon as possible. Not just keep them, like, is this a business? Like, is this an interview? Like, 14, like, what is that? (laughs) So, um, I remember, like, going to bed and just feeling really anxious, feeling really worried about it, because... I really hadn't fo- like worked on my self esteem and what what are you without this person? You know what what does your life mean without this person? Mm. And so I went to sleep and I remember like like everything was black and I remember like some like a vo- I just heard a voice and it was just like it's not gonna be easy but I will get you through it. And then I woke up in the morning and I got a text that he'd broken up with me. Wow. And I was just like, okay. Oh, I needed that dream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i needed that um yeah so from then really started my journey of n- ju- not even just about sex but yeah. really about i had to correct a lot of damage that was done by church number one um i had to correct a lot of the damage that was done by the molestation mm-hmm. ba- and about the fact that the, per- the person who molested me is from church wow um t- it was all in church do you know what i mean so i had to Undo that. Well, not I had to, but I had to work Work, on doing that Mm -hmm. in uh, internal dialogue with myself. And then I also had to work on my self worth and who I who am I. Like I don't. You don't want to get in a situation where it's like, okay, you've undone the shame, okay, but you haven't undone the self esteem that tells you that okay, like, okay, I don't have the shame holding me back, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna get this person and just do whatever they want me to do because Mm -hmm. I don't have the shame holding me back anymore Mm -hmm. because then it's counterproductive. So I had to, after the shame work, then I had to really work on self Um, and it took a really, really long time. Um, But I think I finally got to that point now where it doesn't, I don't, for me, and I think the issue with some Christians is that sex is a majorly scary thing for them it's not really a scary thing for me. I kind of just own it. Like, okay, I don't, this thing doesn't have to own me. I don't have to be defined by the fact that like, I'm celibate, like when people meet me, it's not gonna be the first thing that yeah. they think of. Um, and I had to be like, okay, wh- what does my life mean? And okay, what does does God want for my life? And where, what are my plans? And, and for me, it's all about impact and what impact I can make on women, mostly women who look like me, yeah. people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting that fuel, not even just that, because I sometimes I feel like your the thing that drives you shouldn't be what you can do for others. Like your your value isn't in what you can do or what talents you have or what gifts you have to share with the world. Like for me, like I'm enough because I exist, and if I exist, that means God wanted me in this in this world, yeah. and that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 as corny as that is i genuinely think like if you strip like if you talk to most people who have issues with shame and church if you really sift it down yeah. that's what the issue is yeah. it's this this lack of of not really understanding what your self worth is yeah. and where your value lies because i think you can sometimes i think that you can have worth but your worth is in oh well, i'm i have worth because I'm one of the best rappers in town. Mm. Okay, what happens if, I don't know, you have a surgery on your throat and then, and then you, you can't, can't rap any? Yeah. It's not about what you can do. It's more so because you exist. Yeah. You inherently have value. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was one of the major turning points mm-hmm. for me. And everything that you've said just kind of
1: made me think about, I guess, what, what my main issue was. And, and I feel like I was very angry at the church for how it, made me feel mm. and then in turn i became very angry at god
0: mm. because
1: i was just like why would you let your people make me feel like that mm-hmm. and it, yep. it, it felt so unfair mm-hmm. and in my mind like i was like i'm i'm not the only person who feels sexual or gets a bit turned on mm. or wants to masturbate mm. but I can feel that way Monday to Saturday. I can go to church on a Sunday. Mm. And it's like, I was literally stepping in the door and I felt hot. And I was just mm. like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Mm. Like everybody can see that what I'm doing is very, very wrong. And like, like I remember um, a sermon, which I, I don't think I'll, I'll even ever forget. And I just remember one of the pastors being like, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. And I, I generally felt that for so long, that's what, I was doing like I felt like I was very much wanting to to be like for Christ and mm. wanting to be like about the church and, and all of that but it was just like almost like I was wearing a mask and, mm. and I wasn't being completely true to me and mm. and again understanding my like self-worth so if I had a boyfriend at the time mm. it's like I would say oh I go to church on Sunday blah blah blah, blah. Mm cool that would be fine but we would be doing the most Mm. Monday to Friday and Mm. then I felt like I I was being a fake like I was then going into church and acting Mm. like holier than thou like Mm. I haven't been out here like Mm. having crazy sex like I guess
0: Mm.
1: um and it, it just took a long time for me to kind of understand how that had all made me feel and then even in terms of like my sexuality and it's like i I openly say that I I date or like I have sex with both men and women. Mm. This isn't a feeling that came to me mm. after church. Like this was very much while I was in church. So I'm I'm having to deal with that and hear what the church says about homosexuality. Mm. And it's all very, very negative. Like I I can't I can't act like that isn't what the messages that I've received mm. has been. It's mm. been all bad. So it's like not only do I feel this shame for having sex, but then I feel this this heavy shame for being attracted to women as well mm. and being like, who do I even talk to? Because mm. any issue that I, I had, I guess, being in church, the go-to was to like pray away. And I'm just like, okay, but I I need to have an actual conversation. I, I need to understand what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. Mm. And if you... If you're almost meant to be like like a mentor to me in terms of guiding my entire life, why is it why is it that I can talk to you about everything but sex, mm. which is such a massive thing? Mm.
2: Um, oh, I don't know, man. Um, I definitely do think that like creating a safe space in churches is such a big, it's, it's such an important thing. Yeah, um, and it's it's a shame that it's not something that. Always, it actually rarely happens. I don't think, and I and I think when we say things like "oh, well, you've got one foot in and one foot out," it kind of defeats the purpose of what what Christianity says it's trying to do. Sometimes because it's it's about okay reaching out to people and speaking to people's hearts. Yeah, and if you're telling people to leave the church, then it doesn't it doesn't fulfill what where what the aim is. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and so I think conversations like this in the church, like yeah, podcasts are amazing, but also having these having a safe space where we can have these conversations in the church Mm -hmm. may make people feel like okay, I can discuss things that I'm feeling.
1: Yeah, because I even um like I remember there was a girl um, who fell pregnant
2: Mm.
1: in the church, Mm. and she was dating the pastor's son.
2: Mm. Um, oh, is he the one who... Yeah.
1: So, it I don't always think is, though. many people knew. Oh, okay. And it's like, shortly after we had found out she was pregnant, they had then got married.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: And I was just a bit like... How old were you when this happened? Because you you, you, you you, sound so surprised. I was... No, so... Was I... I'm like 19... Maybe a bit older. So, to be fair, I I shouldn't have been surprised, but that was the first time that I I had, like, seen it happen. Happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my mind, they were quite young. And I was just like, have we just forced marriage onto them for the sheer fact that they have had sex and she's now pregnant? It happens a lot. And then it's like, it kind of portrays that, the fact that they have had sex and she's pregnant is acceptable. Sorry, is is unacceptable, but it's fine now because they're
2: married. It's their rationale, isn't it? It's like okay, well, we don't want the child to be a bastard. Um, sometimes I don't even think it's about the child. I think if we're going back like historically. It was always more so about the child, but then also about pro- propriety. Like, what's yeah. proper? Yeah. Like how? Like you need to be viewed in yeah. this certain way, and you'll be viewed. Be- how will it look? Almost. Yeah. 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 If you're married, and if there's one thing Nigerians care about, it looks, it's looks, and it's disgrace. Um, Which is, oh. it's unfortunate though. It's very unfortunate. Mm,
1: it is. It
2: is. Um,
1: what was I gonna say? Let me have a quick look at my notes. Oh yeah, okay. And then I wanted to also talk about dating experiences. <laughs> 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 How could she laugh? <laughs> um, and I say that because my experience of dating Christian men um, has just been confusing. Mm. Because even now, I've I've had Christian men approach me, and it's it's been like through the podcast. So I'm just like i don't know if i'm again i don't know if i'm
2: your target audience this oh no like i it's that no it's that like they're just hiding it's like be you boo like do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like maybe this maybe like the christian like this the facade of like oh like perfect boy who goes to church and like that just be you man
1: yeah maybe that that isn't
2: for you so
1: i've definitely (laughs) found that confusing because in my mind it's like i don't want to be the reason that you felt
2: ah no 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 how, no no no, no, how, no. don't feel any don't feel I don't think you should I think you should always just be like I mean it depends I think it depends on you but yeah. like I don't want you to internalize true. their madness that's true. don't that's true. internalize that that's, that's not true. yours that's very true oh please <laughs> yeah, <no>. that, <laughs> your your true. bag's not big enough to carry all yeah. of that no
1: because like I mean ultimately as as grown adults we all have a choice mm. so if yeah. you have approached me um and you've got the facade of being a christian man like that is the choice that you have chosen to make mm. to kind of come over here when i'm very open about what i'm about and what mm. i'm not about and i say all of this and i don't want anyone to think that i'm like bashing the church because i'm not but but this is just like my real life that's your experience yeah and um as much as i'm not a practicing christian i very much believe in god we chat <laughs> we're cool like we're cool <laughs> we definitely chat sometimes i'm like bro
2: that's always good though
1: yeah that's good um but i think that that's just because that's just what's been like instilled in me from such a young age so i've i've always had like a relationship with him mm. even if like, it, like in my mind i'm, I'm like even if we don't agree on everything that I do, <laughs> we have a relationship, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't ever feel like I'm not allowed to pray to God, like, if I want to no,
2: pray to him. that's Yeah, no. Well, I mean, people, awful people will say that yeah. you're not. So, like, in terms of these Christian men, like, what is it about them that you, you, you make, you class as, okay, this is a practising Christian man? Um... Look, how I'm just taking over the podcast. It's questions. fine. <laughs> so, like, if if that's what they
1: present to me, so if if they're like, I'm a Christian, I go to church,
2: and I believe in X, Y, Z. What's I- the X, Y, Z? So, like, or if it's some, or if it's a vibe you have picked up on, that still counts.
1: Yeah. So, I guess more so a vibe. Yeah. Um, like I have had men who have approached me and they have said, you know, that they're very traditional to church and they that they want like a, a traditional woman and when the i've one had one plus that, one is
2: not it's not equaling I've,
1: I've said it's not me sweetie what 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 are
2: they trying to do here what is it physics like astronomical physics <laughs> honestly <laughs> i it's it's this is a new this is fascinating it is very very strange do you know what this might be this might be like the reverse of what boys who aren't practicing Christians try to do with me. Oh my gosh, this is fascinating. Okay, here's here's (laughs) what we're going to do. Listen, (laughs) listen, listen. listen. I've cracked, listen. I've cracked something. I've I've cracked. So they might be trying to see you as a challenge. Mm. VOM. Hashtag VOM. They might see you and be like, she, if I can just, she has some of the things that I need, but if I can just mold her, if and I can just make her, her behave. Yeah. yeah, like if I can make her behave, then she can be my wife. Then I'll have the freaky side, but then I'll also have somebody who just behaves and does what I want them to do. Because that's what it's ultimately really about. Yeah, I think that might be it because I've like. Uh, uh, How's it like for you? It's the opposite. So, like, it's usually men who maybe aren't not that they're not practicing. Okay, here's this is me, yeah. My a lot of a lot of Christian girls some Christian girls will say I only want to date a guy who goes to church every single Sunday. That's not really me. Um I don't know why. I just know like the vision God has for my life mm-hmm. and from what I know he's not I don't think he's going to be like a pastor, pastor. Yeah, that's not, and it may, at the, like when I first felt that, when I first got saved, I was like, that's a terrible thing to say. Mm. I rebuke it, but now I get it because I'm not like that. Like a lot of Christian girls would not even come on this podcast. Yeah. Because they wouldn't want to have this conversation. Yeah. But this, uh, this is a normal conversation to me, as yeah. uh, which is probably why guys don't believe I'm virgins. Like I'll say like I'm a virgin. They'll be like, Okay. And it's like, no, why would I lie? And it's yeah. like, oh, girls lie about that stuff all the time. It's like, do, I don't know anyone. I don't know I, anyone yeah, who does that. Yeah, I've never come That's across That's a very someone, strange thing but, to say. Okay, cool. Maybe like, oh, I don't do this a lot. Ha, 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 snog, snog, snog. Yeah. But like, not like, anyway. So yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, because I'm a little bit more open in terms of, I'm very happy to date a, um, a man who believes in God, but may may not go to church every single week. Um and so that means that sometimes I come across a lot of the time, I come across guys who like I'll be like, I'm a virgin, you know, and they'll be like, Yeah, okay. And I'll be like, No, no. Like and I'll tell them so quick, like so early yeah. on, because I think it's a non negotiable yeah. for some people. Yeah. Like there's some girls, they lie, you know. So so I, mem- I remember making a video on this and some of my viewers were like, I can't believe you tell guys so early I would never it's like, but So why? you're manipulating yeah. them. You're manipulating them into catching feelings for you, and then once the feelings are now caught, that's when you then now say, that's when you now close up leg. Okay. That's really mad. Like I, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, like as soon as it makes sense. Like I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, can I have calamari? And I'm a virgin, please. <laughs> do you know what I mean like <laughs> I, d- I don't. Do you know I mean I don't do that. But yeah. like as soon as it makes sense to mention it, I mention so, it because yeah. if you want to. Mo- I go I, yeah. like and this is why self work like if you're gonna be on a celibacy journey it's so important because if you go it's actually okay it's, because it's you're fine. creating room for my man to walk through Ooh. like that's that's honestly how it is and even if he's not here yet it's fine i've got plenty of things to do till he yeah. gets here so yeah it's they just don't believe they they either don't believe me or they try they i think they see it as a challenge they see it as a challenge. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about attractiveness when it comes to this journey. Because like if you're a Christian woman but you're not conventionally attractive, it's a lot easier for you to avoid situations like this. Because okay. nobody's you're this sounds awful, but no, it's, it's based important. on the Eurocentric standards of beauty that we have, nobody is going to see you as a temptation in the yeah. first place. Nobody's gonna be like, Oh, I wanna I wanna break that. Because yeah. it, it does take some work. Yeah. It takes some it takes a couple of weeks of I mean for me, it would honestly take a very long time, but it takes some weeks of work till you're like, oh, she's actually, n- she was serious that time. She's, you a, know? Virgin, she's virgin. a virgin virgin. She's yeah. a virgin virgin virgin, you know what I mean? So, but because they, f- they find me attractive, it's just like, oh, let me just firm it, let me just firm it. It's like, no, like. No. What gets me is there's so many beautiful, independent, fa- fabulous women who will go and have sex with you. I, again. <laughs> Challenge and masculinity, yeah. and then finding it's it's an ego thing. Like my my therapist just kept on saying, she was like, "It's not about you, it's about them." Um, yeah. I was like, "This is so corny," but she's like, "It's true." Yeah. like it's about the fact of oh, I want to see if I can be the one. Okay, like she's never done it with anyone else. Let me cool. see. If me. I'm yeah. gonna. It's gonna be me. See, and and even that. So like I
1: remember um my first my first boyfriend, so the guy that I lost my virginity with too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were t- together for eight months before we had sex. Mm. And that was for so, so many reasons. A, mm. I was just like, I don't know if want well, you to be my first.
0: Mm. And
1: it was still such a big deal to me. And mm. I think during that time as well, I was very much in the church. So I was very conflicted. Mm. And it's like, I then had to deal with what the church was telling me. And then I guess his feelings. And he, in the start, Mm. He was very much like, it's fine. I can wait. They're it's the good. worst. It's fine. It doesn't even matter. Mm. I don't really like that. It's cool. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even into sex like that. That's their favorite one. When you're ready. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm. When I'm ready. Mm. But as time is going on and going on and going on, we're having like more conversations about it. And mm. then you're moving arsey with me because I'm still uh, yeah, yeah, not yeah. ready.
2: This is what I mean about, you can go.
1: <sighs> and then it would be things like, like he was, the kind of guy, yeah, where if he was miserable, oh my God, everybody must know. And I I would always get the brunt of it and I would know exactly why. Mm, so that's why. like a lot of men. Yeah. And I would, would know exactly why mm. he's being a dick to me and it's because I'm not giving him what Wow. He wants. And. Wow unfortunately at the time like i guess i i wasn't as no i didn't have as much self-worth as what i did now because Mm. back then what i should have said was bruh if it's that deep for you Mm, yeah you can leave yeah it's fine but but like don't don't kind of tell me that it's okay to wait until i'm ready and then put all of this pressure for me to hurry up and be ready yeah so we can do what you've experienced already and, and i haven't yeah um so then when we did eventually have sex um the first time was so awkward it was quite
2: yeah fine. i mean it usually yeah um <laughs> but
1: it's like he would then banter at the amount of time i made him wait as if i was doing it on purpose and it's wow. just like that's so awful i wasn't out here just not giving it up like no but
2: don't you see everything is a, it's all about him mm, It's all about him. So it makes sense that he'd be like, wow, like this was, wow, look how much you made me wait. Yeah. Not about how long you like you needed to get to this point. Exactly that.
1: Exactly that. And um, I wrote a piece like a couple months ago just about um, what I would tell like my younger self. Mm. And there was something in there again about this same relationship. And when we started having sex, he then said, oh, yeah, you know, I don't like wearing condoms. And I was just like, I don't know what that means. I, <laughs> I what? Like, mm. we're supposed to, because what I don't want is a baby. Mm. And then he then did that thing where he like, he guilt tripped me and made me feel awful for the fact that I wanted to wear a condom and I didn't want to go on the pill, because at the time I had no reason to be on the pill. Mm. Like, I was just like, I don't want to mess up how things are going naturally. Like, I'm, I'm it's, good.
2: It's not great for your mental health either.
1: And, um... We Kind of just went back and forth on that for ages, and just, mm. yeah, but the sex doesn't feel the same, blah blah blah. I would feel better if if we didn't wear a, a condom. And then I did that whole how do I make him happy? How do I keep mm. him? I don't want, yeah, him yeah, to yeah, leave. yeah, like, yeah. This yep, is my yep, quote unquote person, yep. so how do I kind of make sure he's good as mm. opposed to thinking, okay, but what's Georgette, good for what's me, good. exactly, yeah, a- exactly that, yeah. Um, so. I think I've mentioned it before, but our mode of contraception, which I would never recommend. Was oh, was it pull
2: out? morning
1: after <laughs> pill. Oh.
2: <gasps> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was just... an uh, uh, Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that. I yeah. I thought you'd say pull out. No. Because that would have at least been... I yeah. feel like that's... So oh, wow. we would... <laughs> have sex and then he's it been, so terrible honestly and i don't even god wherever he call, is his like, prayers need to was... be going to voicemail i'm not even joking nah <laughs> he was that's, a dick that's he, terrible. he was a dick
1: and he was slightly older than me more experienced I, I was very inexperienced. i was very shy and i was very much like i'm one of my traits I'm definitely working on is I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. Mm. But back then I was I was a people yeah, pleaser. Yeah, yeah. So if you weren't happy, I was doing backflips yeah. yeah. <laughs> to make sure that you were good. Like <laughs> L- literally. Um, so it was me going to the chemist almost Ooh, every single time oh, that we had had so sex again oh the morning after, and I was just like, "This isn't cool." Because then, guys. When I, I tell you that I was going so much, I was having to plan which chemist that I went to because I was like, well, I was just there last week. I can't go back again. Because I felt all of this like, em- like embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And then I would get the, oh, okay. So why didn't you use a condo, and mm. i thought, oh well we did but it broke didn't fucking break there wasn't one mm. um and I would give that excuse after excuse after mm. excuse as to why I was back here again asking for mm. the same damn thing with the same wretched boyfriend mm. as opposed to being like this this isn't it mm. but that was a massive lesson for me mm. in terms of not compromising mm. when it comes to my sex or to my pleasure and mm. and just just being who I am now, which to kind of bring it back to the start, that's why when I I hear and I read comments from girls that are shaming other women for Mm. how they are, I'm just like, you don't know my struggle. Like, Mm. you have no idea of what internal journey, I guess, I have personally had to go on to the point where I feel completely comfortable Mm. as me. Mm.
2: Um, Yeah. Oof. That was a lot. (sighs) yeah that's that's a lot I mean yeah the fact that he's older and has a little bit more accountability in this situation Mm -hmm. is is really tough but um I think you're talking about how that linked him with your journey of of self-worth and yeah it's so important when oh man Mm. no I know what you mean though just that just that thing of what can I do what can I do what can I do what can I do and maybe I need to do more research on this but I do feel like like even just as a country, I feel like our sexual health isn't where it could be. I wish that there was like more sexual health counselors in schools and colleges and a a situation where like, I don't know, like girls should feel comfortable when they go to the pharmacist to sit down and be like, do you know what, this has been going on. And that person who you're speaking to should be able to speak to you without judgment and without, oh, why did it, like, do you know what I mean? Like we really have so much work to do as a country in terms of just, just openness about that because Absolutely. that could have actually, yeah. had you had the right advice, had had you had that available to you, it could have helped you end mm. that relationship a lot sooner.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it wasn't available to you. Um, and I guess it goes back to what I was saying about how like when I was like 10, I had no one, like after my abuse, I had no one to tell, to tell yeah. no one to give me really th- therapeutic type yeah. of advice. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, but yeah, d- dating, <sighs> Is it not fun? No. It's... Um it's fun. It is fun. It's just not I don't know. I think I'm just tired of repetition. I don't like if there's one thing in this life that I hate, I don't like repeating things. Yeah. I did this. This or or rather, this thing happened before. I'd yeah. rather it not happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just But then do you feel that same way if you date a Christian man? Okay, so dating Christian men is is really difficult okay. at my age because a lot of them marry super young.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And so the rest of them who are around, um, I don't know, our paths don't really cross like that. I do think maybe like, I don't know, yeah our paths don't really cross and also they're quite like and this is not even just my experience i've spoken to other christian girls especially my church and they're like no christian boys are quite like when it comes to dating like the serious serious ones like they're quite rigid about who like or when who and when they approach girls so some of them will be like well i'm not approaching a woman until literally god appears to me and tells me this is the person for me yeah it's like bro like what if that I mean, that never happened to like Abraham or Isaac or or like. I mean, it happens, it happens. But like, to expect that and to that be the only like the only unction that will make you do something,
0: yeah.
2: it's just a bit restrictive. Um, but but I think for me, I'm also just realizing like, okay, it just may not be my time, yeah. and that's and that always sounds really sad. Like oh, it's not my time, but like literally, like I look at someone like Sierra, and I'm like, timing is everything. Yeah, it just wasn't like the time for her to meet Russell came and that was, but everything that happened before <laughs> yeah, yeah. was, it's just not, it just wasn't the right timing mm. and not the right person. Um, But the person came at the right time. So yeah, I'm just, I really don't like, I don't want to force it. Yeah. And I try, I don't think I ever do, but yeah, I try not to force it. And I'm just like, it will happen when it happens until yeah. then we move. Yeah. And um, you actually just, brought up
1: like a memory that I haven't thought about in years. Mm. So um there was this guy at my church I'm probably like let's just say 17 because that was like my church time. Um 17 and we were I don't even know if I would say that we were dating but we we talked a lot. Um and I'm talking them like 3 a.m calls when mm-hmm, you've both mm-hmm. got college and blah blah blah. Yeah, like the yeah, next yeah. thing you kinda of go into college like tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um and we would have, like, the odd, I guess, sexual conversation. Mm. When obviously it's late, mm. the teens are horny, cool. Mm. And I remember when, when he actually broke that off, his reasoning was, I don't, no, not even, I don't think. He said, you're not the woman that God wants me to be with. Mm. And I was just like, okay. Like, like I had to to take that. I think and he I could have been like, a more, bit
2: more sensitive I mean, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but it was very much in terms of, like, my image and, I guess, how I presented myself. And I've had other guys. Oh, is that what it was? I've I've had um, other guys that have, that I've openly liked and
2: Wait,
1: told them yourself? that. Wait, present yourself, you know, Let's well, just, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. That I've, like, openly liked and, mm. and I've expressed that. Mm. And I tend to ask the whole, oh, you know, like, what do you think you're mum would think of me and um I remember this particular guy mm. was just like oh I don't think I could introduce you to my mum mm. and I was just like oh okay Oof. and I was like why not because I think I'm I'm a mm. bull. like I'm I'm great so I was like oh okay like why and he said oh because she would just question like your
2: tattoos and your choice of piercings and I think at the time I had like oh so not like I thought it would be something a bit more like about you being sexually liberal or... just me.
1: So he brought up my tattoos, my piercings. And I think at the time I like dyed my hair pink and was like, oh, you know, the pink hair. And then she'd ask, you know, like, do you go to church? But when their sons get
2: piercing, all they do is cry for one day and then they move on.
1: I'm tired. So again, unfortunately, like things like that have at times put a bit of like a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to religion Mm. and myself because i'm just like i don't need someone's mom or someone's son to judge me Mm. because i've got two piercings in my nose or because i've got tattoos like does does that change who i am like Mm. at my core like if it's a thing where you said oh well i just think you're a bit too sexual
2: fine well i mean it's not great no but 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 like at least it's a bit more it's a bit more tangible. Yeah. Because even if I introduced a guy to my dad and they were like, and my, my dad would be like, okay, so is he a virgin? I'd be like, no, he's very sexual liberal. That would always, that's regardless of gender, yeah. it, it, it would, does tend yeah. to be an issue. Mm-hmm. But to, to make it, one thing I do want to ask you though, like mm-hmm. because us as millennials, when it comes to being sexually liberal, when it comes to piercings, tattoos, all of it, I think, not, I think, Black British millennials are very different from our yeah, parents. Absolutely. So how how do you feel like you're going to navigate that when it does come to a time where you're settling down with someone? What, what how is that? Because I think it's, I mean, they're they're really disappointing. <laughs> so um, yeah. see, but I
1: feel like that that would kind of come back to what I said in the start where i feel like i'm my type's type Mm. so if i meet someone that i consider and and also i don't particularly want to get married Mm. so if i met i feel like we've talked about this yeah yeah yeah, go on like if i met someone who i thought okay well you know what i can i can build a companionship Mm. with you Mm. i don't think the way that i choose to to present
2: myself would be an issue to them. Mm. Like what about their parents though? And I, I and I, by the I way, I'm not you. saying this to be like, oh this is something no, yeah, need to, but yeah. I, I just want to get a, a sense of how do you make peace with with the unknown. Yeah. Or or whatever could could come. Could yeah. Um
1: see I feel like because my parents have accepted me for me, mm. I generally don't give a damn. That's so good. Like it would be hard work, but mm. in my mind, I'm like this. This isn't something that I have to concern myself with. It would be my partner. It's it's how do you feel with mm. your parents feeling a mm. way about me? Mm. And mm. if it isn't, if it, for instance, is a deal breaker, then fine. Mm. But I can't I can't concern myself on other people's opinion of me because that's not my pro-
2: that's mm. a personal problem. It's good boundaries.
1: Yeah, so. For me, I'm like, if my own parents can kind of l- look at me and how I choose to dress or my piercings or my tattoos mm. or are aware of my podcast, I think it's amazing. Mm. I can't then feel sad because someone's mum that I'm, I've been calling mm. auntie feels like a kind of way. Mm. Like, I just can't. But again, it's it's taken me time to get to that point mm. because... As I said, I was such a people pleaser, mm. so like for instance, again, oh, that's, you know what that first relationship was oh it was hard, so but like, it seems
2: like it taught you a lot, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely so even even if I think about him and his mum, his mum didn't like me mm. for one fact, she didn't like the fact that I was Nigerian where was she from Jamaica
2: so is that th- that's a real thing huh yeah oh, so yeah I didn't and i've like, never seen I've never seen it yeah. it was like yeah she she didn't like me so it's
1: like if i would go to the house she would she wouldn't really put any effort in with me and because i've I've just been brought up with manners i'll like, say mm. hi auntie mm. how are you da, 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 blah 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 um and i remember one time i think i asked him and he's like oh yeah like my mom doesn't really like you and i was just like why like i've, I've barely been around her and he said oh she had a bad experience with a Nigerian woman
2: just just a just a Singular.
1: Nigerian. <laughs> Singular with one Nigerian woman. So she's not fond of Nigerian people. So she doesn't like the fact that you're Nigerian. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> and it's like, to begin with, I was doing that whole, well, what can I do to make her like me? And I was like, you can't change where you're from. Yeah
2: like (laughs) i can't
1: suddenly like oh no worries i'm I'm gone in now yeah i'm from (laughs) saint lucia like no i'm i'm that's who i am yeah so if you have an issue with who i am that's on you yeah and i was just like it sounds not that great anyway but it's quite fine (laughs) um but i mean most most parents outside of of that first one tend to really like me they think i'm Mm. such a sweetie um Yeah, I could see that. Yeah.
2: I'm just bare nice. Yeah, no, you are. Plus it helps that you have a high pitched voice sometimes.
1: Do I have a high pitched voice? Oh my god. Yeah, because
2: it makes you seem cute. Really? I don't think you're cute though.
1: No, I don't think I'm um,
2: mm, No. No. I don't think I'm cute. You're a lot of you're a lot of things, but you're cute 'cause cute I I, I synonymise that with innocence. <laughs>
1: mm. You're not, I'm not that. You're not
2: that <laughs> let's be honest this asshole. is the same
1: thing yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> no. so I'm, I'm definitely not that but then even i i don't consider
2: myself as like like constantly sexy no i don't think that, but that doesn't have to be um again like this kind of goes back to why feminism is so important like women don't have to be either sexy or cute because obviously i've said yeah. that you're not cute doesn't mean that you're only ever sexy yeah yeah like yeah, that's very true. um you know it's a spectrum and it's also light and shade and women go through like women are just people they have yeah. a such a spectrum of emotions and things that they can do or can feel um yeah i can look sexy one night next day i don't have to this yeah. you know what i mean yeah no, for real so
1: um what, what was i gonna ask you so like if, if you could almost like start like a movement in the church when it comes to like
2: oh, I thought you were saying, gonna uh, I thought you were gonna say like a cult I was like what no <laughs> just like in, in... I'm sorry I've been watching Umbrella Academy and there's a cult in that <laughs> oh sorry is there? Yeah, wait is it this... in season two it's funny though it's not like uh, okay. it's funny anyway go on <laughs>
1: um, no but but just in in terms of how Christian women feel about sex, like. What would you want to to change if there is like a Christian woman that is listening and is like, oh my god, like finally someone that gets it? Like, what's what's one bit of advice that you would kind of want to tell them or oh, want them
2: to know? That's a hard one. Um, I think I think mainly just that we shouldn't separate god from sex or god or, or god from sexual pleasure i think that's a major thing and i fi- and i know this sounds like i'm reaching but i do think that white patriarchy has a big role on how god looks because in our head we picture him as a white guy with a beard and already what you're doing is you're putting him in a race and you're also adding age and what that removes is relatability yeah so when when you want to talk about something like sex how are you going to talk about that with when when somebody looks like that because they look anti-sex they nobody goes up to old men and says hey good looking can i have your number do you know what i mean it's not they're like and it's maybe bad, but old people are so removed from uh, any sexual conversation. So when we're talking about what God looks like, I think maybe that's, and it sounds crazy, but like maybe we need to change that because once you can make, once you can understand that this is somebody who's relatable like the the word says like he created us in his in his own image but there's asian people there's white people there's mm. black people which means there's so many facets he can look like anybody really like like x-men kind of shapeshift like he can look like anybody so if you if you approach it from a standpoint of okay he can look like my best friend where i can talk to my best friend about x y z then it enlarges the conversation of sex because it means okay it doesn't have to be I'm in a like when you think about it, I'm in Catholic church and I'm in a like church building. and It's cold and sex is bad. It enlarges it to okay. How would I talk to my best friend about this? Yeah, I think that's something that's super important.
1: Yeah, which is true because I think it's only as I've as I've got older, and if I have prayed, I've I've, I've prayed like in a very different way. Mm. Whereas I felt like when I was younger, it was so it was so formal. Mm. As if I was like, "Hi God, I don't mean to bother you." Like, <laughs> Dear God, da, 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 da. yours truly, Georgette. Like yeah. it, it, it honestly felt like I was talking to God as if I was typing out an, an email. Yeah. Whereas like now I'm like, Yeah, bro. Yeah. Help me, yeah. like we. Yeah. So if 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 I do take time when I do I do talk to him I do talk to him as if I would talk to anybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. Because I I don't want him to like as you said, feel, like, so far removed from me. Mm. Because because then it's mm-hmm. it, it's almost like, how will you understand me if mm. you're so far mm. apart from mm. me? Mm. Um, this was such a good conversation. Honestly, I wish that I had had a conversation like this when I was a lot younger. That isn't to, to say that my decisions would have changed, mm. but I think I probably would have healed from a lot of stuff mm. a lot earlier. Mm. Um yeah Mm. let me just check if there's anything else because we are very slowly running out of time um oh can we just quickly go back to like the porn stuff Mm. um so i wanted to know like how much watching porn was like impacting your life
2: yeah people like when i speak to journos they're always like how was it impacting your life and um I can't fully, I can't fully articulate it or fully even remember, because for me, when I got saved, it genuinely like. It genuinely. Sometimes I feel like it didn't happen. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it happened to somebody else. Yeah. Um, but then I get triggered and I'm like, oh, you. <laughs> um, but I think it affected how I felt about myself, sexually. Um, definitely body image. Yeah. Um, my understanding of consent was, off. Yeah. Um, as it is for a lot of women. Um, And I think also, I think uh, maybe there was a tendency to sexualize a lot of things that didn't have to be sexual. Um, This, not relating to me, but in general, I think this is why people have such an issue with women breastfeeding babies in public, because everything (sighs) to do with the the female body or breasts and vagina is sexualized, even though it doesn't, to be Mm -hmm. uh depending on context obviously so yeah Mm. those are the those are impacts i can say definitely Mm. oh thank you so much for
1: being so open you're welcome like this is exactly how i hoped it would be because i knew it was you and and so that's why like even with with other people that i speak to on this podcast i'm so i'm so conscious about who i speak to mm. and about what types of conversations that both i want to have and what i want people that listen to hear mm. um so i'm very big on like, it has to be the right person mm.
2: um yes do you Thank want God. to let
1: people know where they can find you
2: um yeah anything at sincerely oosa, twitter every, everything is sincerely Oosa is o-g-h-o-s-a
1: yeah thank you so much for joining me You're like, welcome. thank you so so much guys thank you for listening i will be back in two weeks time don't forget as always to hashtag jtt pod and if you want to send an email ask the tip at gmail.com i felt like i had an announcement but maybe
2: you, i'm did you
1: lying and there isn't one and what i was actually doing was thinking ahead yeah, that was it. Keep sending me icebreakers if you want. Oh, I've had a lot of people ask about a live show. Um, honestly, guys, I would love to do another one. But you see the way Corona is set up? It's just... This this, this 2020... I'm so sorry. No. Um, so I don't think I will be doing a live show this year. I've considered doing it online and things like that. But I just... That's not how I like to interact with people, to be honest. And I would come across as very anti, because I know how I am online. Um, So, you know, we're already, we've got four more months of the year. So it's not even like we have to wait long. Let's just kind of see how how things go. But yes, I'm babbling now. And I think I'm really hungry as well I Need to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Me Guys, too. thank you so much for listening. And yeah, catch you later.
0: I know you want to. <laughs> I know you wanna I know you wanna Me I play I like to play cheek to